What's your feelings on coaster technology? I did not realize there were such things as advancements in coaster technology. Well, oh, hell yeah, there are advancements in coaster technology. I feel like we have not peaked in coasters, um, but there definitely are advances uh, in a recent episode of Bitwit, actually, his YouTube channel. He had a coaster that had rgb i don't think it did anything other than rgb so. did you have to plug it in though to the wall yeah. well yeah it's not no you plugged i think it was usb i think so there was a cable see that's what i'm saying man look at you thinking outside the box let's get some battery powered rgb coasters uh, and then yeah and then so the coaster itself can have a fan inside of it which keeps your drink cool or i, I mean, think but also cools the processor that's handling the rgb programming i mean i i don't think it's that serious but uh, we're sure. gonna cool it anyway i mean i guess that's the whole that's the whole vibe is it, it keep, <laughs> keep everything cool the drink the I know what I was everything. meaning was I don't think that the RGB necessarily needs a processing core, but whatever, it's fine. But and how's then, it going to know what patterns to do? It just does a pattern. <laughs> you click a button and it. Well, I guess keyboards do that actually. Now that you mentioned yes. it. Okay, so back to the point. But uh, so drinks cooled on this coaster, and then it can have a felt bottom or some sort of like. Uh, uh cloth bottom the reason why is see i have a drink here i also have a wooden coaster but you hear that shit nobody wants to hear that look at this sound dampening for podcasters or streamers exactly and i just put it now as see i i just put my drink on the my mouse pad so much better you didn't even hear it bro 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 bro. we gotta stop talking about this we can't give this idea up for free like I know. Actually, I, I, I'm okay. Patent this shit now, dude. No pod podcasting and a podcast enthusi- pod podcast listeners. I allow you to take my idea. Please what? profit on it. I need a better coaster in my life, and I do not care about the profits or anything. Take it. Just all I'm asking is just just credit me. Put my name on the packaging or something but i need a silent coaster i don't give a shit about the money side of this right now dude we could have made coaster millions okay both of us are too damn lazy to actually do any of this so i'm not debating that (laughs) exactly that's what i'm saying let let the people take your ideas and run with it it's fine i have so many more (laughs) The true motto of any successful businessman. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we should tweet that. Okay. Anyway, should we actually start the thing? That, is that yes. Is that all the coasters talk? Yes. Okay. Well, well. Yeah, that's it. Go ahead. Hello and welcome to Kodak Call. This is Z Targeting's video game podcast. Um, I'm Luke. Tonight I'm joined by Dakota. What's going on? Yeah. Obviously, thinking about coasters heavily. Dude, it's you, I'm getting made fun of right now. I can tell, but it's a serious issue in our society. So, Kodak Call, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify. I believe it's on. I believe it automatically like added to most of the main podcast platforms once we got the RSS feed going. Um, and then make sure to subscribe to each of us on Twitch because we have been streaming every once in a while. Um, at Luke Dollar twenty three or at at Fox Die eight nine uh, for Dakota. So 
um, check us out there. So uh, back at it again on Codec Call to talk about what's happening in games. Um, After a long delay. Long delay, long delay. <laughs> Life gets in the way. A lot of stuff. Co- COVID happening. gets in the way. Yeah, yeah. It seems like with the industry, um, we're really seeing that impact. I mean, there was there was delays last year, but now it's like the games that were at the beginning of development or mid-development once once the pandemic really hit now are getting very yeah, are far behind and getting delayed. Because mm-hmm. there really has, has not been that much new releasing this year. There's been like some remakes and remasters and stuff, I feel like, but um, in terms of new games, this year's been pretty dry, which I mean, my, my backlog is surely deep enough that I haven't been at lack of anything to play. I'm sure you, you've been the same, Dakota, but somewhat. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this fall we'll get into some new, new big games. But we'll see. Um, yeah, actually, that that's something. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Well, yeah, I guess <laughs> really since we we haven't we haven't done the podcast in a while, so we did the game of the year stuff. Um, and now that's been a few months since now. So really, what we got in the docket is just kind of an update on each of the. Each of the big three, uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, just kind of talking about where where their new consoles are, have been at or, or potential new console with, with Nintendo um, and just kind of s- go through just a bunch of random random little tidbits on the, that add up to the state of the industry right now and, and things like that. Right. Is, is basically what we got for, for this episode. Let's do it. Well, I guess to start off with, though, um, Dakota, what you been playing? That's a very loaded question. Dude, I can't remember. Um, a lot of Call of Duty. Um, yep, yep. Golf with friends. Um, uh, what, the, what the hell else? A little bit of cyberpunk. Um... Uh, I I don't really have a game that I've been going. I've don't make fun of me, but I've been playing Madden too because it's free. Um, it's not good though, but it's free. Um, I oh yeah, really, is that on Game Pass? Yeah, well, because of the um, the, the EA, EA <clears throat> the EA. Um, uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Deal, I guess. Um. I did play a game that I wanted to shout out. It was called uh, Sunless Sea. It's a really fun game. It's It was free on Epic Game Store. Um, that was a pretty fun game. Didn't it... I, I mean, like, I didn't get very far. That's the thing with, with so many games... Have, with having access to so many games right now, I've just been, like, popping in, checking it out, popping out. Um, that's good enough for me. You know, that that's basically all I've been doing, unfortunately. Um... So far, nothing has really like caught my eye or made me focus on playing that game from start to finish in one go. Um, yeah, it's yeah, that's about it. A I lot mean, of Call of Duty. That, that's where I was like uh, before I kind of got it, got back in. I guess you could say to PC gaming, but before before I was like mainline PC about a year and a half ago. Um, I was mainly playing on on my Xbox, 
And with Game Pass, that's what I was I was doing the same thing, just trying out stuff until something stuck. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it did take a while. Like I would play like five, six, seven games and then like delete them because uh, it just didn't stick with me. And then I would find one thing that was like, oh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't I don't think you're out of the ordinary there. I think uh, there's so many different types of games out these days that um, it all depends on your own personal preference and the mood you're in, you know, what you're feeling you know, yeah. um, to play at that time. If, if, you know, sometimes like something really in depth, hardcore action, like a dark souls or bloodborne, you just, you're just not feeling it. You know, you want mm-hmm. something more relaxing. Yeah. I need to, I need to beat Sekiro at some point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, but I'm farther behind than you are. I made but, some great strides last year. That's all I'm saying. Great strides. But speaking of, from software games i guess if you're finished i can uh talk quickly on what i've been playing Um, yeah yeah so starting off with the from soft side of things i i finally beat bloodborne um i believe it's been a joke on this podcast going back years um only a little bit finally finished bloodborne for the first time um so that was great Uh, that was really great and then kind of before and after that I've been playing Dark Souls 3. So I think I'm about halfway through Dark Souls 3 or a little bit farther. And Dark Souls 3 is... I, I'm i stuck on this one really, really difficult boss. And I feel like they took everything they learned about bosses from all their previous games and just really upped the ante in 3. Um, and you you just... It takes it to the next level and you just gotta... You, you, like, you can't get hit. You have to have all your dodging and all your like parrying down and upgrade all your weapons in the right way and all this stuff. So it's just, it's just nuts. Um, so I think playing dark souls one, I was so used to being defensive with a big shield and stuff mm-hmm. that I was so out of whack with bloodborne that it took me playing dark souls three and being forced to be more aggressive there that then finally got bloodborne to click when I went back to that and then was able to finish bloodborne. And now I'm back in Dark Souls 3 and and stuck on a boss that is that is just as aggressive or even more aggressive than than Bloodborne. So um yeah. Very frustrating. A lot of expletives have been thrown around and controllers slammed and things like that. But you play with the Xbox controller, right? The Elite 2? Yeah, yeah, on PC. Hmm. That's one that's one reason why I'm like nervous to play those games on pc because i don't really want to use that controller for that yeah if, you, if you've got like an xbox one just regular one i would do that instead so you don't slam it and no i was slam it slam a 200 controller around stuff i was meaning more because i'm just used to the for those sorts of games i'm used to the layout of a playstation controller that's why um i had the series x for Sekiro, but I still buy it on the on the PlayStation Four because I, I just preferred the controller for those sorts of games. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I would say that I, I I do agree, but I, I kind of I've I've got more accustomed to it, but I still prefer PlayStation, the PlayStation layout. Mm. It's uh, yeah. So other than those, um, again, same Call of Duty Golf with Friends with you guys. Um, what else? Uh, still playing some Hollow Knight. So Hollow Knight, 
uh, the more I play it, I'm like, yo, this game's fucking amazing for like mm. 20 bucks, 15 bucks or whatever it is. Like I've gotten over a hundred hours now out of gameplay from this game. Um, so I have one save where I'm trying to like totally complete it hundred percent. And, um, I did everything like I, I ran through the game and did everything I could in that wasn't like exceptionally difficult. And then that left me with about eight or nine really hard combat like trials. Like they have, they have various types of like long combat trials that you can try to like grind through. Right. Uh, you have to get through all these enemies without dying, you know. Um, and at the time when I had stopped playing, like a year or so ago, um, I was struggling with all of them, and then I came back to it just kind of out of curiosity, and I've knocked out like three of them or so. So I've still got like another five really exceptionally difficult combat trials that I'm probably never going to get past there. But mm-hmm. yo, that game's amazing. That game's absolutely amazing. That. Um... I don't know if you watched the completionist ever, but he played that on. um, I mean, he had a top 10 countdown on like the hardest games to 100%, and Hollow Knight was on there. And yeah, yeah. He was saying that it's probably that it's it was one of the most frustrating games that he's played like ever. And I was like, that's saying a lot coming from him. So I did watch that uh, when I was going down the rabbit hole of Hollow Knight, and I guess. If you don't want to know about some of the like deep end game stuff of Hollow Knight, uh, skip ahead a minute or so. But I don't want to know. <laughs> okay, it's not going to spoil the story, but it's no, it's... I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> well, if you saw the episode, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, I think I actually skipped ahead on that, but go ahead. It's fine. This is there's two things that make a hundred percent completion really, really, really hard. One of them is a. So the the last DLC is all boss rushes. And there's a secret last boss rush where it's every single boss in the game. So you have to beat them all in a row without dying. Hmm. So that I'm never oh, going to Yeah, finish. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now that you said that. How many yeah. bosses are there total? It's like 43 or something. Hmm. And then... Um, and some of them are harder versions of the boss than is even in the main game. So like you you find like this like ascended version in that in that last section, which is just a total slap in the face. Then the other thing that makes 100% really really hard and th- this is an achievement that you can you can just see from the from your menu. Um you finish the game and you unlock steel soul mode where you die and your save gets erased. Um there's an achievement for getting 100% while in steel soul mode. So that's you, I could, I could see myself possibly just normal finish the game without dying, but doing a hundred percent, I don't think I could ever possibly do. So that is just nuts. Hmm. Um, hmm. So anyway, great game. <laughs> uh, aside from those few things, amazing game. Um, only other things I've been playing uh, final fantasy 15. Um, I know this game gets shit on. It's like the black sheep of the series, but I've been playing it on PC and I'm not going to lie. I, I, I've been obsessed with this game. Um, I already finished it like right when it came out on PS4, but going back to it on PC, running, running at a good frame rate. Graphics look amazing, upgraded. I want to do all the DLC stuff cause I never did that. Um, it's an awesome game. 
I don't think I played that. Is that the one I'm not? No, that's the one I barely played. What? Ever? I thought everybody loved that one. It, I can it, never I, remember I it, which one's which. I think it got good reviews at the time, but I think the hardcore fans were like, "This is so different." Yeah, that they're like, "This isn't like a true Final Fantasy," but um, I don't know, whatever. Oh wow! It launched on Stadia in 2019 as a oh. launch title. Oh shit! I didn't know about that. Wow, that's crazy. You have Stadia. Have no Stadia. No. Oh wait, yeah, you canceled it, didn't you? Yeah, I canceled it. Damn it! I want smartest I that's, move of my life. I want that's that's not an accurate statement, but that's fine. I wanted the sticker so bad. <laughs> um, so that is what we've been playing, but. Now, yes, let's get into the meat of what we want to talk about. Just kind of general update on on current gen, which not that long ago was next gen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first thing to get out of the way, I would say let's talk about the, all the rumors of Nintendo's upgraded Switch. So this has come up a couple times, and some very specific rumors, excuse me, have kind of popped up saying that there'll be a new switch with a Samsung OLED screen, I think seven inches, which I believe puts that a little bit above the current switch size. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll have a new NVIDIA chip, like a custom design NVIDIA chip. Um, you got the Tegra right now on the switch and this will be something similar, but, but more powerful that has DLSS capabilities so they're saying it's 720p in handheld mode, which I th- I think the current switch is now. And um, some people were were complaining about that, but I think in handheld mode, that's that's more than what you need for mm-hmm. for that size. But it's got My DLSS, heart. so you plug it in, and then it upscales to 4K. And we see that on PC, where um, yeah, you they run the game. I think the the native resolution on on a lot of games is like 500 some p or 720p. And then it can upscale all the way to 4K and look awesome. So I think that would be a very compelling device. Uh, I mean, I I refuse to think. I don't believe it until I see it is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, I feel like what in doesn't it? It only puts out at like 1080 right now, right? In the dock? Yeah, docked. It's 1080. See, to go from 1080 to 4K is kind of, that's a jump. That's a big it, jump. It, it is, but it if it's DLSS, it's I can right. see that it, being possible, right? Uh, yeah, I, okay. It's definitely possible. The thing that I'm worried about, not necessarily worried about, but is I don't know, how will other games be on it? Like I don't know. It's like will everything still be able to fit in the cartridge? I mean, I'm sure that it will, but then like I don't know. I cuz you're going to have to have assets that are I don't know. But if it's if it's to... if it's upscaled, you don't need 4K assets. You only need like the 720p assets. I mean, I guess that's true. And then it's just AI that takes care of the rest. <sighs> I think that I think that I've heard about a Switch Pro coming for like the last 3 years it seems like. That is also true. And everybody's like, "Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming." Um I think to be the only console to have DLSS is a huge thing. Um, yeah. I think that 
Uh, I mean, and they're the only ones that can get it because DLSS is NVIDIA and NVIDIA is only in the Switch right now for consoles. Um, right. So that would be that would be a huge get. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you have to take this with a grain of salt very much because it's just... Yeah. I, I think this, I hope. this is specific enough that I... I personally believe it, but with with how uh, supply is right now, I could see by the time this thing actually launches, I could see this stuff changing, right? Because mm. if it launches this fall, it's going to be super hard to get just because of the amount of chips available. Right. I so mean, it, I, if it, if they delay it to like next summer or next spring, which I I don't see it coming out this year. I see it coming out next spring at the earliest, and then some of these stats might change by then, just based okay. on what what chips are available. I'm going to play devil's advocate and I'm going to say that it'll come out this year. The reason why it did the reason why we've heard so many rumors is because for so long is because like it was supposed to come out last year, but with the chip shortage, they pushed it to make sure that they had enough or the chips were good enough or what have you um, to, in order for it to come out. And I, and I'm even going to say, um, I don't even know if we're going to talk about this. Yeah, we're not okay. So I'm bringing up another topic. Sorry, this like you're fine. You're fine. This is this is loosey goosey. It's all good. I, I feel. Uh, I'm even going to say that the soothsayer right here says yep. that the Switch Pro is announced at this coming E3 since E3 was just announced to be happening. It's a digital oh, thing, yeah. but that is something that's happening. And Nintendo confirmed they will. Nintendo is confirmed. Yep. Yeah, they will be. I don't know if you can say attending, but. They will be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really hoping that this, like the Switch Pro and, and other things that have just been kind of baking, and I, we may talk about some of that later, but just these rumors that have been around for a while that I'm like, why, have, why hasn't the stuff been announced yet? I'm hoping now at this E3, it's a, it's a, it's a centralized event where you know, companies have been like overdoing these small digital events and everything's delayed and, and, and everything gets pushed back. And then hopefully this E3 is like, yeah, this is where we can finally pull out some of these big guns that have been, have just been gestating for so long, like mm. breath of the wild Two. Uh, no. I'm going to say Metroid prime four, but I know, I know Metroid prime four is never I, coming out. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's what, nintendo has up there which that's always the interesting thing about nintendo uh like contrary to these rumors nintendo is generally tight-lipped on their stuff um yeah like you don't get a lot of leaks until it's about ready to happen um so uh, dude i because i don't see breath of the wild 2 coming out this year i don't even see that being at e3 honestly like at uh, the latest we hear about it in the fall. I think they said right. you'll hear about it this year. So at the latest, we'll we'll hear more about the about it in the fall and get like a release date in the right. in the fall for like early next year or something, uh, yeah, summer I, next year. They uh, there's no Mario. I I don't believe at all about Metroid Prime. Um, what the hell else do they have? Bayonetta three, and I, that that I think is it. Um, I okay. I think for the last year. For the last year, we've like maintained a a net zero Nintendo upcoming titles, and I don't know if that's the right way to describe that in terms of like actual like net zero term or whatever that is. But um, we don't like, know what Nintendo is releasing until within months of it releasing. 
which I'm fine with. I don't care because uh, Nintendo. And it's, it's, it has been okay. I would it, last this time last year. I was really worried, but th- they've had cool stuff like the 3D All Stars, Mario 3D World remake, Skyward Sword. They've announced cool stuff right before releases, so I haven't been that disappointed. Right. I I just think that. I, well, oh shit! I forgot. We have so much like Pokemon stuff, though. Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like literally in the what? Okay, today's the tenth. Uh, little inside baseball over here. Okay, so we have like two and a half weeks, a little bit more than that, until uh, Pokemon Snap Two comes out, and that's going to be huge. Um, I personally can't wait for Diamond and Pearl remakes. See, like. Uh, and what if I told you that you could play those with DLSS upscaling? Yeah, and that's but that that's the thing is like Switch is great for small games, but even for like even some of Nintendo's games, like um, I think Fire Emblem Three Houses struggled to maintain thirty frames a second. Mm-hmm. Even something like that, the system is struggling. It, it, we really need to get it updated, um, something more powerful. Right. I mean, and that's that's one of the downfalls of having like such a hybrid console. You expect console performance on a handheld, and it's that's so much harder to do than, yeah. And the other thing is, phones are advancing so fast, which I'm I'm honestly starting to get kind of worried of like how the switch is going to compete with phones when you you know you have these phones like a phone. Somebody just announced a phone with a fan built into it, and like yeah, eighteen gigs of RAM or twelve gigs of RAM or something. I and like you're playing Fortnite at. 100 frames a second like that's kind of nuts i don't i don't think they have anything to worry about i don't i don't think that a phone has i don't i don't think that the phone has the same appeal for bigger games you're not gonna pull out your phone and kill its battery is my thing you're not gonna pull out your phone and kill its battery to play Fortnite whenever you can pull out a switch and not kill your phone's battery because you probably need that phone during the day I totally agree, but what the future that I am kind of seeing is like, what about the kids that don't like grow up with Nintendo? They only I mean, grow up with Fortnite on a phone or tablet, and, and then they pursue that route because it's more available, and you and you know it's not just a strict gaming console, and that becomes more of the mainstream. I don't see that happening, but I could see it happening. I I mean yeah, because that's like the um, that's like Google's. Uh, position, I guess you could say. Like, everybody shits on, just as an example, everybody shits on Chrome OS. But think of all the schools right now that are remote and have, like, are giving students laptops and they're all Chromebooks. Students are now growing up, or children are now growing up using Chrome OS, where by the t- whenever they become leaders in the the industry or whatever, that's what their preferred method of operating system is going to be because they're so used to it from a young age. And um, so I think that I, I think the same thing applies with the phones. I also believe that <laughs> this is going to sound like uh, this is going to sound like I'm joking, but I'm very serious actually. It's up to us and people having children to be like, hey, you see this Nintendo company? You need to play their shit, okay? <laughs> and, like, my children, I'm starting my children off with the NES. It's happening. That, that You will it's not... It's honestly a smart idea. Start with Mario Bros. 1, Mario yes. Bros. 3. Like, and, 
the, you got to understand where where everything came from. The only thing I'm worried about is being like, <laughs> I don't know, because I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm still going to play the Mario Bros. games. Like, don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know. Uh, whenever Bloodborne Two comes out, and my child is okay, that's probably not a good example since that's a rated M game. Um, let me think here. Uh. What's a good game that's not rated M that a child can watch me play? Whenever I'm playing the new, um, shit, dude, are all games rated M? They are, dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a very dark world now. Um, whenever I'm playing the, whenever I'm playing Pokemon Snap and I hand them Pokemon, um, Yellow, I'm like, you gotta start here. Then they're gonna see me playing Pokemon Snap too and be like, but that looks so much better. I'm gonna be like, listen, I understand that, but you got you gotta start. You got stay here. Well, I, I don't think you have to like go as far as like you have to play all you know complete it or whatever. But at least just understand better what yeah. the history is. Yeah, that that's uh, no, that's definitely gonna. Yeah, um, my goal for my children will be to start them off on an NES, and you will work your way up from there, and I, you will play the games that I designate to be. Uh, worth playing so you just have to keep them sheltered enough where they don't realize that there's like a <laughs> right they could play nicer games on a phone or tablet <laughs> that they already have and then they won't even care <laughs> but dad i went to my friend's house and they're playing i don't know uh no, something that, that's voodoo that's witchcraft yeah i'm gonna be like <laughs> that, that's just magic okay they, that, that that wasn't really you you dropped that one okay anyway th- th- this conversation these Talking points bring me to two other quick talking points. The Switch is dominating in Japan console-wise. It is actually pushing PlayStation out. Fewer and fewer people in Japan are playing on PlayStation, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see Sony go back to the handheld space with a really powerful handheld Switch style, but with like multimedia stuff, Wi-Fi, blah, blah, blah. That's the only way they're going to compete in Japan. No, what? What do you mean? That's the only way they're going to compete in Japan. There's no or put no. their games on PC. Well, no. they got to go. They have to go mobile or PC to compete in Japan now. No. If they're not going to do a Switch style handheld, I disagree. I just be okay. So more people have Switches than more people are buying Switches than PlayStation Fours or yes. PlayStation Five. Both. But PlayStation 4s, even with the PS4 generation, yeah, I, that, Sony's that, dominance in Japan was was shrinking and shrinking, and Switch took that over. And that's fine. I don't. It's all about. It's. I under. Uh, okay. It's just no. The same thing still matters. Where you're going to have people. Okay, first of all, we're talking about Japan, a country I don't live in, a country I've never been to. So this is just pure speculation, obviously. But I don't think that. Uh, just to make a debate out of this, I don't think that Sony has anything to worry about. I don't think that they're going to enter the the handheld because they saw how much they lost. Like, okay, they they saw how much they were beat, like badly, by the DS, the 3DS. All they're not going to be able to compete with that. The 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 interesting thing about the Switch and the selling point is that it's just this hybrid in the middle. Not quite a handheld, not quite a home console, but eventually people, including in Japan, are going to think 
I need that home. Well, I want that home console, and then they will go to a PlayStation Five. They will also like they'll be able to play on the Switch because I, this really hurts me saying this, but I truly think that Nintendo has, in a very smart way, cornered the second console market in even in Japan, throughout the entire world, where everybody sees them as that is the second console you get. No matter what. But if you look at the numbers, it's more of the first console in Japan. And that's and that's fine, but that's only because the Switch has been out for so much longer than a PlayStation 5. No, and I'm, I'm talking PS4, dude. I'm talking PS4. It was more of a first console than a PS4. I, okay, I, I, I want to anyway, see... The, anyway. Okay, yeah. I, I don't think it's that... I don't think that they're joining the... the um, the handheld race is my point. Well, then I would I would rather have the alternative where they put more games on PC. I would I would enjoy that. Um, other I, other point I want to make is game history, game preservation. We're going to talk about this a little bit more later. But from the Nintendo side of things, they got to set their game up. Um, why is there <laughs> retro stuff on Nintendo Switch Online? Why is it so whack? Why does only three? Why do only three games come out? At, every four months and there are three games that nobody wants to play when you have this treasure trove of some of the best games ever just sitting there waiting um and then the other thing why well i know why that they they put out a mario 3d collection Mm. with mario 64 sunshine and galaxy and they stopped selling it six months after release the reason they do that obviously is to have a false scarcity because their games never go on sale so people wait long times to buy them like I would have done. Honestly, I would have mm-hmm. waited two years because I, I don't need to play them right away. Right. I played right. the crap out of all those games. I would have waited two years and it's on sale for like thirty five dollars. I would have got it then. No, they put it out. You can only buy it in a six month time frame. So they force people to buy it. No discount. Can't wait for it to go on sale. But they're locking their history of some of the best games ever. They're locking it up like that. Like it's. It's 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 going to be detrimental to the industry long term when these these games just aren't available anywhere. But I I think that they're I think that they're going to be I I I've had this opinion for a decent amount of time. We obviously haven't been able to record or anything, but um, I think that they're seeing what Disney does and they're doing that and. Uh, I th- I think that we we can sit here and say that like they're creating a false scarcity and and they definitely are they 100% are but for preservation's sake or from like not being able to get these anymore that's not going to happen. I think that we just believe that that will like the chances of that happening are increasing but I I I'm telling you that at some point in time they're going to re-release this game. It's going to be like, "Oh, because my thing is is that so they did the 3D All-Stars but they never updated anything. Like nothing was updated. They didn't have better graphics. They didn't have anything. And so now yeah, they I I might have just downloaded a thing on my PC uh possibly. I don't know that lets me play Mario 64 and it looks and plays amazing. Way better exactly. than the Switch. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. So but now now tell me this, Luke, tell me 
what if you go and I mean, what if Nintendo comes out tomorrow and is like, hey, guys, remember that 3D All-Stars collection? Okay, look at this 3D All-Stars collection deluxe where we now have upgraded everything. It all runs in DLSS on your Switch Pro and all blah, 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 blah. Everything you're tell me you're not going to buy that. Uh, yeah, probably. Exactly. That, and that's all that they have to do. They basically took... Because my personal opinion, whenever I heard that, I was like, yeah, this is stupid. They didn't update anything. But on the other side of the coin, that leaves room to update it. And that means that rather than selling you one game, they now have sold you two. Because I'm going to buy that shit. But the thing is, that's two separate conversations. Yeah, they, they it's stupid that you didn't update things and they can sell it updated again. Right. But stopping selling, that's where I'm like... There, there's mean, no point to that. It's it's going to push people to piracy. Uh, and really, yeah, that ahead, that's where sorry. we're going. Is like it's people that emulate are able or how we're able to preserve the industry. And this this is a conversation that's been had, and this is an original thought. But right. I mean, it, I, 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 it just worries me that that's how we have to preserve things is yeah, is through and, emulation. And them being so anti emulation i mean that doesn't yeah. really that really doesn't help the situation and i understand that it's just i i don't know I, on one hand i want to say that i don't think nintendo cares but on the other hand I, on the other hand i don't think that they care about the preservation because at the end of the day they have their shit like i nintendo is not going to lose the source code of the original Mario Bros. Like it's just so not they're happen. they're not going to do that, but a lot of other developers lose source code to things, like right. Final Fantasy Eight. I think Kingdom Hearts One. Yeah, those remasters got pushed back because they lost the source code. Like that's that's yeah, a problem. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think that that's going to happen in all, any of Nintendo's cases. Like none. I think that I think that Nintendo from day one. I understood has understood how to preserve and, their, yeah, their yeah. code and I that that's why I don't but I also say this is like a a person that is for video game like protection and stuff like I don't want uh, I mean preservation not protection what the hell um but I, I don't know I yeah I, unfortunately it, it's a business and there's nothing you and I can say or do that's going to change any of that because really, I think uh, overall, Nintendo and Sony, as we'll talk about, really don't care that much because I'm sure it doesn't make as much money mm-hmm. um, as a as a Last of Us Two or Spider Man or or whatever, for example. But I just wish there was just some kind of service that like mm-hmm. they just kept on going, went console to console. It's like you pay five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, whatever, and you just here's here's the ROMs. You know, you can emulate this stuff for the for the hardcore. And just have that available, and not not make it so complicated. But I wish anyway, they, yeah, I wish that they would do that. To, sorry, last thing. Um, I wish that they would do that to just be like, here's everything before I don't know 1996. Here's all the, all the stuff. Download it, emulate it to your heart's content. We're still we're still gonna put it out there, but if you don't want to pay for it because you have this now, that's fine. But at least everybody now has this. It's out there for everybody. That would be awesome, but it's, it's not well. It's like at a certain point, you know, like really old music is the copyright expires, but that takes like seventy years. Yeah, what so maybe in, in seventy years after the NES launch, then 
NES stuff is fair game, but without doing any sort of searching, I, I like obviously I'm sure we can find this, but I I wonder how long the copyright is or the trademark is on video game. Not yeah, the tr- copyright trademark copyright Co- copyright, and I, yeah. I'm not sure about the actual games themselves. The the hardware stuff is already up, and that's how you can like like analog but, can, can yeah. make their their um NES Super NES stuff. stuff. Is because the copyright is up on the console, uh, but the sounds. actual games themselves that probably goes a little bit longer, probably yeah. like a probably like a hundred years. I, I I think it is like seventy five to a hundred some odd years. I I can't remember, but anyway. Um, yeah, moving on. So so that's kind of the, the the state of Nintendo. I wanted to just throw that out there first, since it's not as much going on right there, but. Um, we touched on Sony. I think we should move into Sony next just because that's where I feel like more of the buzz is or mm-hmm. more of the interest is. Um, I mean, you see it on social media. Everyone's like, how is it still this hard to get a PS5? Um, I don't know what they're talking about. Trying so hard to get a PS5. I, I mean, I was... <laughs> I, I, Shut I, I up. Want, anyway, <laughs> I was able to get one online, but it was because of a Costco membership, I think. I think the bots didn't have their Costco logins, their Costco memberships. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is, it is nuts how you have to play this game online to, to even purchase the stuff you want to get. But so I can't, we, we, we got kind of a list I put together of some pros and cons, which Dakota, if he didn't figure out the stuff with the minus is a, is a con. Um, oh, I thought they were just bullet points. Okay. Um, kind of where we're at with the consoles and really like top level to start off I both consoles are very similar they're very very similar at, at the moment um i think ps5 has has more exclusive games right now obviously demon souls and and your other sony exclusives that aren't ps5 exclusive but if you take like the last gen cross gen stuff out of the equation um i think xbox has a lot of potential but PS5 is maybe the... Eh, I don't know if it's the better option right now. It's 100% the better option. Okay. <laughs> well, he, he, let's, we'll run down the list. PlayStation Plus Collection. This was their quick and dirty answer to Game Pass where you don't get 100 games on a subscription <gasps> oh, service, but you get 20, shoot. and 10 of them are amazing. T- 10 are good, and 10 are amazing. You know, you get... God of War, Persona 5, Uncharted 4, I think. Um, you know, some really, really stellar games. Um, so that's a very compelling addition to PS Plus. Um, the DualSense is a pretty revolutionary controller. That I Honestly, I really like both controllers. DualSense is very cool. It's, it's uh, you know, rumble and everything. T- uh, the, the haptic triggers are, are really innovative. But I do really like the new Xbox controller because I feel like the new Xbox controller just really perfects that that format. Um, so I, I love using the the Series X controller on with that console and on PC. Um, I think that feels really great. But hopefully, more games take advantage of DualSense over time as we get more exclusive stuff. Um, so game wise, Demon Souls um, that's one of if not only the or the only PS5, truly PS5 exclusive right now that's really compelling. Um, and it, it is a very compelling game. Looks amazing, plays great. Bluepoint did an 
amazing job bringing that game back to life. Um, but other than that, the main exclusives are are available on both PS4 and PS5. Or Miles Morales, Spider-Man Miles Morales was. Um, Returnal is coming out. Looks promising. Um, hope I mean, hopefully that game is is good. Um, I think it looks good, but it's it's kind of a new a new concept. So jury's still out there. That's PS5 exclusive. Ratchet and Clank is PS5 exclusive. Looks good. Um, but we still got Horizon that'll be on both. So it it is kind of a weird like between generations point that we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, but still a lot of good exclusive games on the PlayStation platform overall. Sony is paying for some third-party exclusives. Um, I mean, the ones I'm personally the most stoked about. One, the, so you get Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's going to get updated to the PS5. I'm pretty stoked for that. Now, the original exclusivity is up soon. I think it's the next week from time of recording. So I'm hoping that that means it's going to come to PC. But given how they talked about the PS5 version, I kind of wonder if they if they re they they renewed the exclusivity um, to restart with the PS5 version. And then Final Fantasy 16, which honestly that I'm super, super hyped for Final Fantasy 16. I think that looks really good. And um, it's been confusing messaging there, but it sounds like it's going to be exclusive to PS5 for like six months or a year or something. So they're paying money for these games. So people stick to PS five or at least for the, the first six months to a year of these games being out. So really at the end of the day, that's, that's the main reason to go for PS five is you can play final fantasy seven on PS five. You can play it at 60 frames a second. You're playing demon souls. You've got the next gen upgrades where you're playing God of war 4k 60 you're playing ghost of tsushima at 60 frames a second which i i did i went between the two on that game uh when i tried i started that up over like christmas break or not it's not a christmas break but the christmas time um i played ghost on both (laughs) ps4 and ps5 and i know where i'm playing it now i'm playing it on ps5 it looks amazing so that's like to me that's really the driving factor i mean dakota are there any standout ps5 games that I missed or, or things that you're looking forward to? Um, not really. Um, I am, I was thinking about this the other day. I am interested to see like what they do with, um, uh, well, Thor, I mean, Thor, uh, <laughs> God of War, Ragnarok, God of um, Thor, God, the Thor, God of Ragnarok. Yeah. That one. Um, Thor I mean, of War. Weren't we supposed to have an update on that? Like, what? Didn't they, like, joke around about that or something? I don't know. Point is, is that, um, also, I mean, they just don't, aren't, they're just not showing much right now. Um, and they don't have a reason because every console that becomes available right. gets sold. So they have no reason to announce anything. Right. The hype is already there. Yeah. All these scalpers are just ruining it for everybody at this point, honestly. I um I don't know. There's really I hate this well, I'll say that at the end. I just uh God of War 
That's probably about it. And I, I think that that comes out, or that I don't think it will come out, but I think it's supposed to be coming out this year. They, an- they announced next year? holiday of 2021. Yeah. I, I believe is what they said. 2021 was the year that was in the reveal trailer. Again, I don't believe that. Mm. Um, I'm not expecting that, but <laughs> if it does, that would be that would be awesome. That would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's really nothing else. I can't. I can't think of anything like off the top of my head with like that Sony has that nobody else does. There was one game that only appeals to very not small but a not big group of people. But we're going to talk about that later. And there's now no point to do it. No, there's no point to buy it for the PlayStation anymore. So move on. So to kind of you know bookend this part, it's like. There's exciting stuff coming, I think, through the end of 2021 um, or early 2022. There's a lot of exciting stuff, PlayStation only. Um, farther than that, I, I could see a lot of the stuff getting delayed, you know, this lull continuing. Right now, no. there's more stuff to buy, though. On There's more games to buy on the PlayStation, but the sad part is, is that there's, like, still nothing on the PlayStation. Yep. Now, two other little caveats. Um, I think there were some hints about people that worked on the original Silent Hill saying they're going to announce something. Mm-hmm. And that kind of lines up with rumors of people saying that those specific developers were working on a new Silent Hill. And then those those posts or those news stories got taken down. So we may see a Silent Hill for with with some kind of collaboration between PlayStation and Sony. Or, uh, and Konami, sorry. And then the other thing is, there's also been a couple rumors of Blue Point now working on a Metal Gear Solid remake. That's come up a couple times. Yeah, um, I. Th- oh yeah, that's the other thing. Konami is one of the bringing it back to the E3. Konami is confirmed that they're going to be at the E3, but they're not in the gaming business anymore. So a lot of people are saying that they're coming back. <laughs> they so saw the, the the pachinko machines were not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With COVID, people stop going to Pachinko. They gotta get back into games. That's that's real. That oh my god, that is like so true and hilarious. Fuck them. But, but yes, fuck Konami. They are terrible. At least I will say, at least they they've released some uh, Castlevania, you know, uh, classic games. So at least they they're preserving some history there, unlike other companies. But um, I do appreciate that. But uh, I am. You probably did actually. I take it back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, they they brought back Symphony of the Night, Rondo of Blood, and Bloodlines, which I think Rondo of Blood and Bloodlines were really they're those are really rare retro games. But anyway, not important. Um, a Blue Point Metal Gear Solid that that will um that'll get the yeah. blood rushing. You know, mm-hmm. th- that'll sell consoles, and that'll I will play the shit out of that. I forgot that I read that. Yeah. Okay, but to get into some of the finer details on things, um, Sony is opening up slightly more to releasing games on PC. They did Horizon. They're going to do Days Gone. They say more will happen. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't put a lot of faith in that. I'm like, whatever games maybe don't sell quite as well, they'll throw it on PC. But I'm, right. I'm at least glad that they're open to it. Um, you know, you get to play Death Stranding at like 120 20 frames a second. It's pretty awesome. That we got right now. Mm. 
Um, one weird caveat is when it comes to backwards compatibility, there are a few reasons to play PS4 games on PS5 versus Xbox One on the Xbox Series consoles. So I think overall, as we'll talk about, Xbox has done a much better job of maintaining that uh, transition from last gen to this gen. The problem is Xbox One started the generation weaker. So there was a lot of games that were 900p only um, on the Xbox One, and they played at 1080p on PS4. And if they never got any kind of update later on, um, mm-hmm. that never changed. So one example is Dark Souls 3. If you play it back and pat on Xbox, it's only at 900p. And it's going to boost up to 60 frames a second because it's unlocked. But if you play it on PS5, it would be 1080p. But again, would still boost up to, t- to 60 frames. So there are a few examples of that where Xbox was, was um, not quite up to stuff, not up to snuff at the beginning of the gen and then there's some still game, still some games that are struggling because of that, mm-hmm. um, which is annoying. <laughs> um, the PS5 has Wi-Fi six, but honestly, I haven't noticed it any better wireless performance than the Series X, and honestly, probably worse, to be honest. Um, the Sony, like, what is it called? The Pulse 3D headset. It's a good headset. Yeah. It. Um, now that I've started using open back headsets on PC, I feel like it's it's really um, it's it, it closes your ears in very well, so you get that like isolation. But it gets very hot, and I get sweaty in the ears using it. But it's it sounds very good. 3D is good and, and stuff like that. So if that's all you're working with, it's a good headset to buy. Um, and then one interesting caveat, you know, Sony focused so hard on their SSD that it's going to the load times and loading of assets is going to be such, such a game changer. And then Xbox on the converse was saying that they are 12 gigaflops or teraflops, sorry, and their graphics are going to be so much better than the PS5. What's interesting is the initial batch of games for next gen, this gen, sorry, current gen, the, the loads were faster on Xbox, but uh, graphical performance was better on PS5 which it seems like both consoles got bottlenecked. Like the PS5's SSD was so fast, the CPU was bottlenecking it, and then it kind of capped out your loading times. And then um, the Series X, the GPU was so fast that it was bottlenecked by other parts of the the architecture, and then that resulted in PS5 getting better frame rates. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was multiple games were like that on on that initial batch, and I think it's kind of changing. I think... um, Hitman 3, I believe, ran better and loaded faster on Xbox, so it might slightly be changing. But that's one advantage. Um, but there's actually some games that were more stable on PS5. So kind of interesting technical aspect there. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into the cons of the PS5, no upgradable storage. So it's got an 825-gig SSD, and you only get about like 600 gigs, 650 maybe, so with the size of games these days, that's going to fill up so fast. I filled it up like like the afternoon after I I opened mine up, you know, mm-hmm. and there's yeah, no. That... Go ahead. So you can't upgrade for PS5 games because PS5 games require the super, super fast SSD. You could plug in a normal hard drive and transfer PS4 games off, but you can't even transfer the PS5 games. So. 
literally your only options are delete them and redownload them. Mm-hmm. So go, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say that my most of my time on the PS5 is literally like managing what to have on there and what to get rid of just to make sure I have enough space. I should probably actually delete Warzone off of that now that I think about it. Yeah, I, I can't probably, remember yeah. if I did, but I will if I haven't. Because I'm not going back to that. Yeah. So if you have a PS5, it's like you need to wire in your internet. like Because otherwise you're going to be spending way too long downloading. And and regardless, any user is going to be spending a lot of time downloading. Um, Another th- Didn't they say that they were going to put out an update that would allow that in March? Um, I thought they said in the summer. Oh, or by the summer, so. Oh, okay. Maybe we, I was... might, we might have a solution within three months or so. We'll see. Maybe. Which, so crazy. It's, it's it, to me, it's mind blowing. It didn't launch with that, and it's been this long. It's that's just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, other main con is I find that the controller battery is fairly bad. I mean, I think the DualShock Four did not have great battery, and then with the, all the extra features of the DualSense. I think the Dude, DualSense it, is even worse. It's terrible. It's like that is the worst. That I I'm gonna regret this. I know this. That con that controller makes me wish that they put batteries or the ability to use batteries in that because it's so bad. Like you can barely play for like two hours without needing to charge it. And yeah, I so, think and I think two hours is like very very generous. I mean, I think I was in, I might have been like the three to four range, but you're, okay. you're, you've probably used yours more than mine, though, too. Well, what are you playing? Like, what game? Just I don't curious. think, the, the, well, really, the main one I was playing was uh, Bloodborne. So it wasn't using okay. yeah. all the features Cause, either. Because I'm thinking with Astrobot. Like, I played a lot with Astrobot, and I felt like every, they're, like, I would play for, granted, I just always charge as soon as I'm done, no matter what. But I felt like I would only play for a couple of hours, and then I would need to, like I would get the hey, it's dying, but whatever. Right. And if if there aren't a lot of games that really take advantage of it, it kind of makes it kind of a tough proposition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the triggers. Like I think the triggers are awesome. I think that they're gonna take advantage of that. I think they need to get off the the gyro stuff. Stop. Um. But yeah, we'll see. So, um. Two more things here for for the cons. Um, here's one that was a recent story from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg was um, Sony's obsession with massive blockbusters and how that's affecting their overall scope. Um, we saw how they they basically shut down Japan Studio, um, and they they seem like they're focusing less on their kind of double A games, um, allegedly. One of their support studios wanted they wanted to work on a Last of Us remake, and this this studio as a VASG Visual Arts something group um, started working on it, but then they they gave the project to Naughty Dog, and then again left VASG as a support, and some of the leadership at that studio left because they felt like they had no way to do anything creative. Um, Sony Ben pitched a Days Gone 2. So Days Gone, 
I don't think it got great reviews originally, but I think what happened was the the review code was not the day one patch, and the day one patch improved performance incredibly. Mm-hmm. So reviewers shat on it, but then people that actually got it after release were like, uh, it doesn't run that bad, it runs fine. And they really enjoyed it. And then with the PS5 patch for that game, now at full full 60 frames, um, people have been saying, you know, that's that's an amazing way to play the game, and it really improves it. Mm-hmm. So allegedly Sony shot down a Days Gone 2, and um, allegedly Sony Ben is now working on a, excuse me, a new IP or some kind of new game. I guess that's encouraging. Um, and the, the article also mentions that there's, so there's a secret Santa Monica studio. I think that's been known is that there's a secret studio. Sony hasn't announced that's working on something we don't know. And allegedly they were rebooting Uncharted, but then they got moved to support Naughty Dog for Last of Us related efforts. So basically what this article was saying is <laughs> Sony has this huge library or, you know, a huge group of studios and except for their one or two top dogs, well, Naughty Dog with Last of Us, um, Santa Monica with God of War. It seems like they're transitioning everything else to support those few things. And that's that's causing turnover and, and leadership at those smaller studios to leave because they can't make, you know, something like a gravity rush. Um, I don't want to say tear away because Media Molecule is still doing their thing. But yeah, um, your is other media, smaller games is Media Molecule Molecule owned by Sony. I don't. I don't think so. That's another thing. Is they I, they have so many second parties, but they don't own them. And then they yeah. finally bought Insomniac, but um, I, I think they massively undervalued Insomniac. Uh, yeah. When they when they purchased them, but. Yeah, I I thought that Media Molecule was like um uh like a platinum to Nintendo. Except that I think Nintendo no Nintendo just bought. Did they just buy platinum or no, did they buy? No, no, no. Okay, so then, yeah, I, I thought like, it was always like a platinum thing with Nintendo where like they pretty much do everything with Nintendo, but at the same time, Nintendo doesn't own them or anything. They just always seem to put their stuff out on that. Is, yeah, I think there's some kind of deal. You're not, it, well, platinum was working with Nintendo for a while on things. They had Wonderful 101, they had Astral yeah. Chain, they had something else, but it, yeah. platinum does games for everybody right yeah they they still do other things okay may, uh, yeah i think retro is the one they just bought maybe i'm pretty sure because i thought that the, they handed that one over they handed uh metro prime to retro to finish it well yes to start it over actually but yeah, yeah. okay moving on moving past it so, so this this news which unconfirmed but i mean it sounds like the Sony we're seeing right now, cocky Sony, PS3 era Sony. Um, I, it worries me, man. It worries me. I mean, <laughs> Last of Us is going to continue to to do big. I, it, I mean, if the HBO series works out, and then the main Naughty Dog studio does Part Three, and then they have this remake, and they kind of, I bet like they'll bundle like the remake and Part Two together or something. Yeah, that's gonna, that's that's gonna do numbers. That's gonna sell well. Um, but I mean, I think Sony got a hardcore fan base because they they had such a wide variety of mm-hmm. unique and interesting games: Ape Escape, Parappa the Rapper, um, Wipeout, um, just 
all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, they go to PS3 and have all these indies on the PlayStation Network. Like, that's what made them special. The Shuhei Yoshida, you know, indies, Adam Boys, like, their, you know, leadership in the company helped uh, Sean Layden, you know, all the stuff going around about Sean Layden. Like, that vision of, of small, interesting games that brings in hardcore fans supplementing I, the big stuff. I don't know. I think that's what put them on top. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's that dire. Um, I think that they are, I, I personally think that it's, this is more of a, okay, let me, let me get one thing straight. The last of us doesn't need a remake. Um, uh, yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Way too soon. Way, way uh, too soon. Especially whenever they have a remaster. So that plays just fine. But, the other thing that I do want to say is that um, I personally, I feel like this is more of a, <sighs> they know where their money is. Their money is in AAA games. Yes, they were, they got on top from having all the smaller studios, but at the same time, personally, and I'm mostly just playing devil devil's advocate here and trying to give an alter, an alter side to this is that, COVID probably has cost them money w- with like time, you know, being to develop and everything like that to where they're trying to make up as much, they're trying to make up as much money as they can off of producing AAA games. And then they can focus later on or they can deal with the smaller stuff later on. Um, I, that's my personal opinion. I don't think that I think that Sony knows what got them in their position. I also feel like it's getting to the point where like they've been on top for quite a while and they're now like misguided and not realizing what got them there to a degree, but I mean yeah. I I don't think that it's anything that dire and I do think that a lot of this like COVID has a hand in a lot of this where they're trying to just recoup what they can. And I mean, I recognize, I think I'm probably overreacting and people online are probably <laughs> overreacting to an extent, but the, this just lines up with the direction they've been going yeah. in over the last few years. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's worrying that it confirms that and it indicates they're going to keep going down that path. I'd- so it's like, it's, it seems like it's going to get worse where they're just going to have fewer and fewer franchises that they're focusing on. And I mean, uh, yeah, you look in the last few years, you got horizon, God of war, Spider-Man, um, last of us, last of us part two. Like, yeah, that's, that's excellent output. That's great. And that is what makes place. The PlayStation four special is that you have these big blockbusters, but they just got to maintain balance and be grounded and not, not have every single studio work on something last of us related, you know, uh-huh. which it, it, that's a joke. That's not, I'm not serious, but it's, it, that's just the, the angle this story took, you know, it's yeah. like you got the remaster. One studio is working on the remaster. The other studio is working on the multiplayer. Naughty dog is doing the part three, probably. Yeah. You, you have I, to imagine. I, I mean, no, whenever you were just going through, like, summarizing it, it was, well, Naughty Dog's doing this, Naughty Dog's doing that. It's like, Jesus, how much is Naughty Dog doing here? It's Naughty like, Dog is already infamous for crunch. They're already infamous for, like, yeah. grinding people to the bone. And um, uh, honestly, like, I mean, I'm not in charge of the studio, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, 
the people in charge of the studio have <laughs> much better decision making than I do. But I would be like, hey, Sony Santa Monica, like, hey, it's been a little bit. How are you doing? You know, not just turning around and being like, hey, you know, this Naughty Dog, we just we know you just put out a game. But how about you put out like five more or at least you like head five games. I but whatever i don't know but i will say though in thinking about this i know it's not that big of a deal but we do have um and i don't know how to say their name um i apologize but the gran turismo studio like they're still polyphony Polyphony. yeah polyphony i never remember how to say it i'm always like polyphius but um polyphony yeah that's what i that's actually the way i used to say it i don't know dude it who the fuck knows but um they i mean that game is coming uh yeah. or so they say <sighs> that is such a weird studio they put out like one game every seven years like yeah we- that's that's one reason i'm like i'm a fan of forza because <laughs> it gives right, it, more of a reason to it's a, a little fan. consistent <laughs> that yeah no i i, I but I mean, GT Seven. I'm definitely gonna check out GT Seven. What uh, they absolutely. showed looked incredible. Yeah, that that's the thing. They always come out. They always put out their game. It comes out once every seven years. But at that time that it comes out, it's like holy shit, this is crazy. And then Forza comes out, and you forget about it. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I just think that's funny that they're like a studio, a pretty big studio, with that Sony owns. And they just put out a game every seven years. And it's like, ah. And yeah, it's been that way for so long. Yeah, I know that. But (laughs) what do you think happens? There's like, well, that's seven more years. We got to just like go on vacation and shit. Like, no, it's not on vacation, but all they're doing is just they're taking photos of cars and and modeling those cars in the engine. That that must be what they spend all the time on or taking pictures of the tracks. Right. And then modeling the tracks. So they're they're lifelike. I heard that, game. yeah, I heard that, like, they took, well, I I don't know where I heard this from, but I did hear at one point they, like, brought in a car, and they had, like, all these lights, and every day they would just take pictures of the car with light bouncing off of it from a different angle. So, like, just think, like, and they would just spend one day on that one angle, taking every single picture from every single angle with that one angle of light. And then move on to the next angle and keep going. And like that's how they like modeled their cars, which is fucking crazy. But so what you're saying is Sony (sighs) cares more about the preservation of automobile design than they do for vintage games, which brings us to our next story. (laughs) Um, PS3, PSP and Vita stores are closing. down. (laughs) You can't say that shit and not let me respond. But yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so that is the case. That is true. Now, this is another thing that people and myself are are slightly overreacting to. This has to happen at some point. One hundred percent. Because here's the problem: is is the last generation was the first digital generation, but the storefront and the ecosystem was not designed to be forward compatible. PS4, Xbox One were designed much better to be forward compatible into this gen, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand. I understand that that's difficult. But you still are going to freak out. It 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 just bugs me that the, that 
the preservation of games is not a, being cared about by big companies and just put in some work to to you know make make it make it compatible i don't know but i'm not too like myself i i got the digital games that i personally want on these platforms but i mean it's still the same problem like if my vita takes a shit if my ps3 dies someday um and they say like your like the internal batteries in your ps3 ps4 are gonna eventually cause your consoles to be bricked that's worrisome but it yeah. is what it is. I feel like this is this this is the same as it has been in the past. Microsoft, as we'll get we'll get into Microsoft and how they're behaving differently, but this is how it's been in the past. So I get it, but I just wish that people would be more forward thinking and do something to to have a different solution for it. Right, and uh, yeah, that everybody keeps freaking out about it. It's gonna happen. That's the way it works. You can. You cannot possibly think that like servers are not cheap at all. It takes, and you still have hardware that goes down within those servers. Um, hard drives well, but, no, but but here's the thing: is you're going to still be able to download stuff. You can download it. They did announce that, so that's good for a certain amount of time. No, no, no. They well, they said the downloads are indefinite, as far as we know. Nah, I'd be. But the yeah. the actual store is going down. Okay, then that. Okay, so I could see. I wonder how they're doing that. I'm assuming that they're just rolling it into the new storefront. Like the, the actual, the files are going to be stored somewhere, but they're not going to waste any time on the maintaining right. the storefront. Okay, then that then I care even. I'm not going to say I don't care at all because that makes me sound like I don't care about great game preservation, and I promise you that is not the case. I also just try to look at it from a business standpoint because unfortunately these are businesses and you cannot possibly like nobody in their right mind can say this storefront needs to stay up for for the entirety of our lifetime uh, for humanity's lifetime just because we want to have nostalgia running like that obviously that can't happen um but I think that this this is the best of a bad situation, is what I'm trying to say. The, the fact you can still download is is good. So it gives you a couple months. If if you are a big fan of these consoles, excuse me, burping, um, get in there and get what you want, buy what you want, so then you can still download in the future. It's just it's more. I think the moral of the story is we gotta we gotta make sure going forward that. These things like storefronts or whatever are compatible. So this isn't an issue where it's not like, right. oh, I have to shut down this to divert some more traffic to my other store. No, it's it's all one one ecosystem like, I, like we got right now. Yeah, I also think um, what's the preservation company? The games. There's a company that does it and I can't remember what they're called. Um. I don't remember. Well, I got to find that out too. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, though. Um, they do the Game Preservation Society or something. I don't know. Something Point like is, that. they um, we do companies need to allow them at least to be able to access uh, source code, whatever uh, file game files, just to preserve. Because if not, we're going to Games are going to go down the same media 
as early movies, and that's not good. And so. and and we have the technology to mm. to maintain it. That's that's the dumb part. It's like okay, I get it. Where a hundred year old film has degraded, sure, but we are able to to right. preserve game files perfectly. We like, have the technology. There's no reason not to. Right. Um, mm. And honestly, all this like I feel like Steam is this isn't oh great Steam, here we go. <laughs> Okay, so Steam is has this has not been an issue at all with Steam, but at the same time, it's still technically they could technically pull stuff if if it ever came to it. Right. So I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should use more of GOG um, with the DRM free. But either way, at least I think on PC, another reason that I can shill going to PC is this is much less of an issue. Mm. Yeah, I can see that, but. Okay, that is the PlayStation side of things of the the next gen update. Um, Moving past, so we're gonna talk about Xbox, the Xbox Series, which I, I guess that's how we would refer to the consoles, the Series S, Series X. Um, and a lot of it is kind of just gonna be a a rebuttal. That's the word I was think, trying to think of earlier. It's they're responding. They're, they got the rebuttal to PlayStation, um, which you know Xbox has been down on their luck. Um, well, they were down on the like last last gen, basically selling half of the PS4, but they've done a lot to combat that and make a very compelling console and ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess first up, um, two words: Game Pass. Like, sure, and and Dakota, I'm going to rearrange some of these notes uh, to kind of consolidate the conversation. But wait, is keep going? Yeah. So, with 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 PS Five, like we said, you've got Demon Souls, and then you've got your PS Four games. But with an Xbox, you can pay um, ten dollars a month, I believe it is, for Game Pass. Fifteen dollars for Game Pass Ultimate, and you have a library of like a hundred games. Which, if you're not super invested in these franchises, your your Spider Man, your Demon Souls, your God of War, whatever. You know, that's a, that's a great value. You hop in and discover something new every day. You know, mm-hmm. you can find your next favorite. Just just trying stuff out, and I think that's a great, really a great thing is just being able to to try games, not have to get, not have to be invested because you spent the money, but you can truly discover the stuff you like and really really explore what's out there. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. I, I would agree. Now, <laughs> Microsoft has been very, very aggressive lately in what is on Game Pass because, sure, it's a great system, but if there's no games that people want to play, it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. So in the past, we've had um, Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, last fall, EA Play got added. So they did a deal with EA. The entire EA Play, or, or the majority of it, EA Play Library, Mm-hmm. was added to game pass so your big sports games i believe madden fifa um your battlefields etc um the racing games need for speed burnout also Manic conquer was on that hell, too. hell yeah uh, <laughs> all a part of of game pass so that's that's an excellent deal and shit like at this point who's gonna buy ea play <laughs> but, nobody <laughs> which i'm i'm guessing it wasn't the, the subscriptions were not good for that, right. um, so the the money they got from Microsoft really must have offset that. 
Right, but I will say this: the sh- well, okay, hold on, I'll I'll wait till you get to the Game Pass for PC before I say that. But keep going. Oh, then I gotta move this this part. We should also talk about here. Yeah. Now, so it's um, Xbox and PC. So I'm I'm subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate on both Xbox Xbox and PC. Can I tell you a secret? Yes. I don't know how to not subscribe to Ultimate. Ultimate does it give like is that is non Ultimate an option? Well, I, I think once you go to Ultimate, it's really difficult to to back out of it. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with that. I I much rather have Ultimate, but I'm realizing that I never actually chose. It just kind of that's the one I got. But okay, moving on. So it's also on PC as well, which it has a very solid library on PC. Um, it's it's a little less. I want to say sixty ish maybe titles versus a hundred on console. Rough estimate. Um, but very solid titles. Um, you know, they got Crusader Kings three on day one. Crusader Kings is that's a hardcore PC strategy game. You know, that's a big get. Mm-hmm. They've got um Near Autonoma Near mm-hmm. Automata just came to um to Game Pass on PC. And and that's actually a, a version that runs better than the old Steam one, which is that's a whole other thing. Um Final Fantasy games on PC. Um uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but looking through the list, I remember a bunch of independent PC-only games mm-hmm. were on Game Pass, and I was like, those are games that made me want to go to PC and try them out because I couldn't get them anywhere else. So they chose very well in that library. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, I've been burping hard. Um, I don't know. I had, ate a bunch of Taco Bell for dinner. It's probably coming <laughs> back up. Okay. Uh, now, I guess we can elaborate on the the acquisition of Bethesda maybe later, but Microsoft owns Bethesda. It's gone through $7.5 billion. Tons of great studios Dude, got added to the Microsoft family just and their games on Game Pass. About this, just because we can talk about this now. Well, I mean, we could have before, but... Do you know how much... Do you remember how much they paid for... Uh, I mean, do you know how much Disney paid for Star Wars? Wasn't it four billion? Yeah, <laughs> that is honestly that is that I, I it, think Microsoft overpaid, but <laughs> they were like, we have to get this. But I, I see. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's nuts. And then wh- what else happened? Something something else was bought recently too, and it was for I don't remember though. I don't know. Somebody bought somebody else, and it was for like more. Than the seven point four billion, and I was like, "Holy crap! What the heck is going on with all these companies?" I think but, I remember. Didn't Intel buy some kind of SSD thing, and it was like uh, seven billion? Yeah, yeah. no, that wasn't it. Uh, no, I think I was thinking of um, no uh, Nvidia buying ARM. That's what it was. That's what oh, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, because they bought ARM for like a lot. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, and I was I equated to how many Bethesdas is that? <laughs> Anyways, though, so great addition, um, and now a, a lot of great stuff on on Game Pass there too. So, so really, with with that Bethesda acquisition, I was like, Xbox has a fighting chance. You're gonna have, and they they said at their you know Bethesda welcoming stream like. Seemed like it's it's going to be more exclusive than not exclusive. Um, 
if you've got Elder Scrolls Six, Starfield, the next Fallout, this kind of stuff, exclusive to yeah. Xbox, that's going to push people to that platform, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was compelling to me, and it's it's great to see on Game Pass you have all the classic Dooms, you have the new Dooms that are amazing, you have the old Elder Scrolls, um, all this stuff. That's that's an amazing deal. Um, and we can get into more like the kind of the future Bethesda um, after this, but Bethesda titles Game Pass, it it was already a great value. And now it's just nuts. Like I I don't understand how you can not afford it. Like I'm okay. That was the wrong thing. To no, say. What, why it, you wouldn't? It, why why you wouldn't get it? Yeah, like why? Yeah, you buying all the other games. Like, you buying games that are most likely... Like, you can probably find it or an equivalent to it on Game Pass and just spend the 15 or whatever it is a month. Like, it makes... It's so much of a better deal. So, um, one other big Game Pass exclusive was they got Outriders um, by Square Enix and People Can Fly um, day one Game Pass. So, that's um, a game that... I think people were cautious on it's it's another destiny style game but um reception has been great so far on that game there was there was some launch troubles which there's always network troubles in a game like that um that's to be expected but since then uh, a lot of people uh you know that i follow online or or content creators really been enjoying their time with it so that's i think a a great example of game that people are cautious on they they weren't sure if they're going to spend the money get it on game pass you you get that as you know a much better chance of getting an audience. People just trying it out, out of curiosity, and they ended up, ended up, you know, really enjoying it. And then you're in the ecosystem. Yeah. You're buying the microtransactions and the expansions and the whatever. I need to play that. Yeah, I got to give that a shot too. Because well, what was that other game that that was a PS5 launch title? Godfall. That game yeah. totally came and went. And then I was yeah. honestly, I got Outriders and that mixed up because they're just like they're Destiny style right. games. Like I already tried a bunch of these. Why would I try this? But people have been buzzing about Outriders. I think that the combat and the different styles of combat sound like they're um, very engaging, and it's it's cool to try out a bunch of different gameplay styles. I completely forgot about Godfall. Holy yeah, I, I totally did too until just now. Dude. I mean, it was probably a good thing that we forgot about that because that game was yeah. not. <laughs> Those, yeah, that was barely a game. Moving on. <laughs> now, the last thing with Game Pass, kind Say of, it. kind of a mind blowing thing. MLB The Show Twenty One, Day One, Game Pass. It's so, not that mind blowing. It, it isn't when you really break it down. It isn't, um, but the <laughs> idea of it is okay. So, right. MLB The Show has been exclusive to PlayStation for a long time. They got that licensing right. deal. Eventually, MLB was like, we need this in more hands of, of more gamers, well, different platforms, more sales. So they're like, we got to open there, it up. Time out. There's a caveat there. Oh, well, keep going. I think that you're getting there. I, there's one thing I do want to bring up that I need, that needs to be said, but keep going. So the game is developed by a PlayStation studio. So I haven't, I haven't opened this on, on... Is it out yet? I haven't opened it on Xbox. No. But I imagine on Xbox, you open it up and it says PlayStation Studios. Well, it will say. Um, it's not Santa Monica. Is it San Diego? No, San Diego. Yeah, Sony San Diego. So it will say Sony San Diego. Yeah. So MLB must have made some deal. It's like you make this game, and we'll. Th- there must have been some kind of deal, some kind of payment that yeah. 
we'll put it on other consoles because it's going to come to Switch too, isn't it? Uh, no, you're thinking of it. That see, okay, so that's the caveat. No, it's it's not coming to Switch. Um, so what you? I mean, you're you're right. I'm just trying to give more. It's content. just Xbox and PC. Yeah, well, no, not PC, PlayStation, Xbox and PlayStation. That's it. Okay. But um, the 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 reason why this happened is because, as you said, MLB stood in. So MLB obviously holds the rights to all of this. Um. Whenever the contract came up, MLB ha- publishes their own game and like has a studio that makes their game. And it's called the RBI Baseball. It's the only. It was like not the only, but that one was supposed to compete with the show. It doesn't. It, it's it's so bad. It's not even funny. But um, so because of that, MLB stopped wanting to make that one and had the rights to the show so they said they said that they will not pay, let Sony have the rights if to make the show unless they allowed it to go on other consoles so and that's the key because like a lot of people are freaking out but the reason why it's on Game Pass is because MLB forced it onto Game Pass not because right. of like Sony had nothing to do with it going on Game Pass and Sony honestly couldn't even stop it but and and that's the reason why I said it's not that big of a deal whenever you figure out that MLB stepped in because let me tell you whenever I say that RBI baseball was terrible, it was it looks like a PlayStation 3 game. Like it's that bad. On a PlayStation yeah. 5. It's terrible. But that game is on Switch, and that's why but yeah, that they like stepped in. That's why it's not but it is crazy that it is day one. It is crazy. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of the show. I thought I think it's awesome. I play it uh, every other year or so, but this I'm playing this one day one because it's it's the best sports game you can buy Far- yeah and it's just like we see how you know mlb stepped in but when you look at a big picture this was a game that x yeah. i know he- hardcore xbox gamers that would buy playstations strictly to play, to play. this game yeah no that 100 i the sat the thing that really sucks is that it's not coming to pc and i really don't want to play it on a xbox controller and it, it, it's not because I don't like the Xbox controller. It's because I I prefer uh, I, I'm so used to the layout of a PlayStation controller for MLB the Show that I want to play it on a PlayStation. But because it's not coming for the PC, I can't do that. And I'm not just I'm not going to drop seventy dollars on a game that I pay a fifteen dollars subscri- subscription to to play on the Xbox. That's just not happening. So there's that. I wonder if it'll be on um, xCloud. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Be, that would be awesome. So Put it on my phone? Oh, sorry. Bring, bring us to the next story is if you're a subscriber to Game Pass Ultimate, you can stream certain Xbox games to your phone or tablet, which um, <laughs> um, I believe is in the works for PC as well. Um, now I've tried this a few times and I, like, I mean, I have good Wi-Fi. you know, I have a good, um, internet, uh, plan and good, a good router. And even then it ran super choppy in my experience. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have the right setup, I guess, but still cool. This is a feature that's offered as well. I mean, I was, to, to be honest, as, as Dakota alluded to, I was super hyped for, like, this phone streaming stuff, and it just has not ran well for me. 
when I've really? tried it. Really? That's like crazy. even, you know, I've I've got a, almost a gig. It says it's a gig down, but it's like almost a gig. I've got a Wi-Fi 6 router. Um it still didn't stream smoothly for me, so I don't I don't know. That's really weird. That's I may have to, you know, test some stuff out. I don't I be, I had the same phone. Well, I don't know what phone you have now or what. what same where. phone, same phone. So, yeah, I had the same phone, obviously just a bigger version. And XCloud was great for me. Like, as, oh, long, really? as long as I, was, as I was connected to the network. Obviously, once I got on, like, a data connection or a cell phone connection, that, obviously, that went bad. But um, playing it at, at my house, it was fine. I played... Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, yeah. right? Or the Blind Forest. One of them two. Uh, I played that one, but it was still in beta. And I not the full game, but a good hour or two of it on my phone, and everything was fine. Hmm. I might I might have to mess around with it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. it wasn't... I, I think that's a, that's a great future, especially as we get 5G. Mm-hmm. Um to to be able to play, you know, as just a slightly cut down resolution version wherever you go, you know, that would be dope. I need to play that. On, I need to. I need to try it on five G network. That's one thing I haven't done yet. Yeah. Huh. Which actually, I mean, I I will probably be upgrading phones. Um. So if I get a five G phone, might be interesting to try. It. Well, th- it shouldn't change the Wi Fi, I guess. But. Yeah. No. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So um. I guess next next segment would be we've talked about game preservation, classic games. I really, really like what Xbox is doing to just make previous generations available. They put, you know, discernible effort into this. So um, this was already happening last gen. That was so awesome to be able to download original 360 game or 360 games and original Xbox games. And they got upgraded frame or they weren't really upgraded frame rates because of the limitations of the last gen, but we had games upgraded to 4K. You know, you, I could play Ninja Gaiden in 4K, Red Dead Redemption in 4K. Um, I believe Splinter Cell was also 4K. Like, that is dope. And now, um, we'll get, I'll talk about it more, but the frame rates are being boosted too. But um, they, they, they had this established ecosystem where, like like I talked about the Xbox Store, it's more of just one one thing with all their generations that are compatible. It's all together, so yeah. it's it's just one ecosystem, um, and that's continuing. And now they're introducing even more enhancements. So, you know, the last gen CPUs were not that fast. That was a big big upgrade to the Series X and the PS5. Is that the CPUs were just much faster? So something like um. My example here is GTA 4. It even it ran choppy on on your Xbox One because I think it upped the resolution, but it didn't have the CPU to really compensate and back that up. So mm-hmm. now this game runs uh, at a lock 60 on the Series X. So that's a it, the the resolution is lower than I'd like, but it's still like it's a pretty great way to play the game. Um, so you're we're now getting like. Old games are now running better than they ever have on new consoles. And to me, like, that, uh, sure, that's in line with what PC has been doing, but 
to me, like that sets the standard. That's what it should be. Like bring the library forward, get the upgrades of the of of the current current technology. Like that's just awesome. And then Xbox just recently introduced uh, frame rate boost, where it's it's coming out game by game, but they are able with like no change to the code of the game itself, like no input from the original developer. They can double games running from 30 frames to 60 frames a second. And they even have one example where Super Lucky's Tale went from 60 frames to 120 frames. Like, if if this continues to roll out to more stuff, like, that is awesome. And that, and that just got added to some Bethesda stuff, too, I believe. Um, I think, like, Fallout and Skyrim. Um, I, I can't remember exactly which games, but a few Bethesda games got that upgrade. Like, that that to me is just so awesome that we have this environment where it's the best version of a classic game being brought forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, that's definitely one of the benefits of the Xbox or the PlayStation. I think it's kind of weird that there were so many, like there are so many stories and rumors during the lead up to all this about how the PlayStation was going to be backwards compatible all the way back to like the PlayStation one, I think. And like, there, yeah, there were patents. Yeah. But like none of that is materialized. I think it goes back. It does the PlayStation four, obviously, but not three, not two, not one. So it's that part's kind of frustrating. Very I, frustrating. I, I hope they, I hope they are able to do that where you can, da- you can digitally download and purchase, you know, anything for the PlayStation history but right we'll see um but enough about this stuff like we said like the companies know that fortnite makes money call of duty makes money last of us makes money this is not bringing in income but i don't know i think it's important but anyway um moving to more of the peripheral side of things um xbox did recently introduce their official wireless headset um i think this has got really great reception I believe both this and the PlayStation One are are hundred bucks. I think I, I haven't used the Xbox One, but it's got a few better features. Um, I believe it's you know it's it's a Bluetooth and um, two point four gigahertz, so you can like hook it up. You can connect to your phone, so you can and take a call while you're playing a game and still hear the game audio, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think that's a great feature. They say the audio quality is pretty good, so. I think feature-wise, it edges out ahead of the PlayStation headset a little bit. Um, but Sony did, or not Sony, Microsoft also just announced a very premium headset with a Bang & Olufsen. Um, so it's a $500 headset, which is the cost of the whole console as well, but um, very premium audio quality that also connects native, natively to the Xbox Series consoles. Um so I'm happy to see this. As, you know, I've been getting into audio, um, so I'm happy to see them really get a true quality, you know, pair of headphones that is is no compromise for for the you know the hardcore audio files. I'm not going to get one. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't worry about that. But I think this is something that legitimizes gaming, honestly, because you know B and O is a established high quality audio brand you know manufacturer of premier sound equipment right and they're doing a collab with xbox so to me it's just something like this 
just makes Xbox appear that much more of a legitimate brand, you know, mm-hmm. or, or not, not, not a little, not a toy. Right. And, um, th- this is something that Xbox is called a limited series. I don't think it's like a limited edition where it's, you know, a certain amount of units, but I think it's the limited series as in it's like very, very high quality. Mm-hmm. So I really hope they continue to do more things with really premium brands. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I there's not much to say about that, <laughs> I yeah, guess, as, as neither of us have used it, but uh, I don't I mean, know what yeah. else they would do. I'm not sh- I'm honestly not sure what else they would do that they really could. You have a controller headset. I mean, I can TV think of speakers. a couple. I can think of a couple of things, but it's not necessarily on the Xbox side of things. Yeah, but it's stuff like this. When you look at, like, I don't know, I think of um, Supreme. They did a, a Bang & Olufsen collab. Supreme does collabs with well, you do, the Supreme Louis Vuitton collab. Really right. established Supreme as as the top-tier streetwear brand. and that, They really ascended from just a streetwear brand to, you know, and overall, you know, just a clothing brand. But to me, I draw that same comparison. Like, this is something that makes Xbox more just legitimate. Not that they weren't legitimate before. But it's like, mm-hmm. hell, if they... The next step, they do a, a, a limited edition, hyper limited edition Xbox with some kind of Louis Vuitton Like a Project graphic. Scorpio edition? Yeah, but, but oh, there's wait. Louis Vuitton, you know, design on it. That would be crazy. Anyway... Um, that's that's I, my my streetwear hype beast side coming isn't, out. Isn't there already? A, um, oh no, I think that there's a Louis, Louis Vuitton PS5. Could be wrong, but I think that there is. Probably fake. Or no, it's a Supreme PS5. Never mind. Also fake. No, that definitely happened. Um. Still with peripherals, um, Xbox has their Elite controller, and I just appreciate that they kind of have more options on the controller side. You know, they have the, the adaptive controller, so um, any anyone with any kind of physical uh, disability is able to to adapt and and um, use that controller to you know help help play any kind of game that they need in any way that they need to. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have the Elite controller. Um, they just give you more options, and I I like that. Um, now, personally, um, I'm probably gonna get shit for this, but personally, I like the Xbox Series controller overall more than DualSense. I think the D pad's better. I think the bumpers are better. Not the, not the triggers. I didn't say the triggers, but the bumpers are better on the Series X, and they have trigger grip, trigger grip, and controller grip. Better on Xbox. It's good on PlayStation. Better on Xbox. And to be honest, I kind of think the the face buttons on PlayStation are a little mushy. Not gonna lie. I think the Xbox ones are a little less mushy. Okay. No, I thought I thought you'd be more pissed. But anyway, I do, I I haven't touched the the place. I mean, the Xbox controller. I don't have an Xbox controller. I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I mean, whatever, and it's all, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I okay. I take that back. I think no, never mind. I was gonna say I think I'm sure I held it at one point in Best Buy, but COVID, so never mind. I know I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next thing would be smart delivery. 
So Xbox talked about smart delivery and everyone was like, why do you need to make this a big deal? Why are you announcing this? Why do you have a name for it? We just assume that um, last gen to next gen is going to work fine. Turns out they've been doing a way better job at this than PlayStation has. So my example here is the Avengers. This just got announced where they're doing a PS5 version of the Avengers. And in order to transfer your save, you have to download to your PS5 the PS4 version, do an upload, and then before you delete the PS4 version, you also have to download the PS5 version and then transfer the save. Mm-hmm. Then you can delete the PS4 version. So it's this five-step process <laughs> just to transfer the save. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Where Xbox is literally just... Um, a one a one step process. Uh, you do the smart delivery, save transfers. That's it. You know, you if you were playing on Xbox One, you have you have your Xbox One version. Okay, you open up your Series X, you download the Series X version, save transfers. That's it. So everyone was poo pooing on them because they're like, this is unnecessary. Why is this a feature? Turns out it actually needs to be a feature because it can be way more complicated if you don't put effort into it. Mm-hmm. Um, play anywhere so on xbox games if you own the digital copy on both it, if you own a digital copy and you have you you play it on both xbox and pc the save transfers so um for example i had gears 5 played it with game pass on my xbox then i downloaded it with game pass on my pc save transferred right over so i was right where I was on on uh, the Xbox version. Um, Snowbike Mike from Kind of Funny also talked about an example where um, it was Oblivion. Elder Scrolls Oblivion just got added to um, Game Pass. So he downloaded that and it loaded his original Oblivion save from the 360 from like 10 years ago. So it's just stuff like that where they're way more flexible with saves, I think. <laughs> I think um, I think that that can be better personally, but that's fine. It annoys me. Well, it's not perfect, but the thing is, PlayStation you have to pay to get cloud saves. Nintendo you have to get, you you have to pay to get cloud saves. So at least Xbox you don't have to pay for it. I mean, I guess that's true, but I feel I don't know. I feel like Microsoft has the ability. I mean, I've been saying this for years. Microsoft has a cloud storage solution called OneDrive that. If I could just use that cloud storage and just download download and move saves wherever I wanted them to where then it doesn't have to necessarily be like the game the game doesn't necessarily have to be um play anywhere compatible. Like I can literally just take the file, upload it to the cloud, and then pull it down wherever I want. That would be the ideal solution. You're already having OneDrive on every single Windows computer. Let them just pull it down to where then it doesn't have to be part of your play anywhere compatibility program. It's just, do you have OneDrive? Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead, man. Here you go. That's my thing. As somebody that that utilizes OneDrive on every single PC that he has, I that would be so much more convenient for me to where then I can just uh i i know that uh now it's on there but at the time it wasn't but um i was playing 
Outer Worlds on the PC and tried to move it over to my console, and that didn't work. But if I could just pull it down from my OneDrive on the console and it just worked, that'd be awesome. Excellent. Done. Yeah, I mean, it it could be better. It could definitely be better. I agree just with saying. that. I, I just gave them the solution. I told them how they can make it better. Granted, that's only for pe- that that now that is only for people that utilize OneDrive. But I'm already paying for your service. You might as well just let me utilize that as well. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving past it. Okay. Rebuttal to Sony's floundering of internal storage. Um, Xbox came out with a one terabyte expansion card, which is the exact same speed as their internal SSD. So. Who makes you, that? Seagate. Oh yeah. Which <laughs> hmm, yeah. I still I'm I'm still more of a Western digital. And if well if I had to choose, I would say Samsung, but overall hard drives no, Western Digital gosh. and Seagate's last. You're such a fanboy. Moving on. So they at least have a solution to to I guess what basically doubles your uh storage. So they have something where Sony has nothing. And then again, just um, the initial games, it's kind of funny where PS5 technically has a faster SSD, but load times were shorter for some games um, at launch on Xbox. Again, because of that bottlenecking. Mm. Uh, Rumor that has recently come out, is Hideo Kojima working with Xbox? Is there going to be an Xbox exclusive? Did Did you see that abandoned trailer? Uh no, you should watch that. A lot of people thought that that was him. Apparently, I didn't know this, but so, so yeah, wasn't I? I read about it at least because I read about the Xbox rumor. So it's like this horror game gets announced by a studio that nobody has heard of and has like no games, and it, mm-hmm. I th- I think the game must look really good. So like this this has got to be an established studio that made this. So everyone is immediately assumes it's Kojima with another fake studio, which he has done in the past, <laughs> announcing a fake game by a fake studio. <laughs> and that's happened more than that's happened more than once. That was the Phantom Pain and PT. The PT PT wasn't a fake studio though, was it? No, they had there was a studio name. It was like it was like M13 or something really basic. Oh, Maybe I know that it was Moby Dick Studios for the other one. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't know that because I thought that so like, really that's his thing. That's his that's his motive is just <laughs> announce fake studio. He not only can he predict the future, but he also is like the ultimate troll. Honestly, hundred like, percent. I mean, whatever the the man's amazing. That's all that matters. <laughs> so anyway, people were, were were saying, oh, this is a Kojima game in secret. And then um, Jeff Grubb, who has a pretty good, pretty darn good track record with leaks, was saying it's not because I have continued to hear that Kojima is making something for Xbox. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll hear about that at, at E3. And yeah, I mean, honestly, kind of makes sense. Aligning with the same things we've been saying about Sony they haven't talked about Death Stranding since it launched. They have not put out sales numbers as far as I've seen. So is it the same uh, deal? It didn't perform as well as they thought. 
And now they just kind of kicked it to the curb. I don't believe that. But that I, I, because I don't, I don't think after, after sitting here thinking about it, I don't think Death Stranding cost that much. I really don't. I don't think it was as crazy a number as we, as a lot of people think. The well, reason why. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the only reason why I was going to say is because I feel like most of the assets came from whenever they did Silent Hills. There's so much stuff that they took from the Silent Hills PT slash development to make Death Stranding. Like the, the, there's so much, and because of that, I don't. I I think that the bulk of their costs are getting voice actors and actresses no, and yes, that, come that's in. what it was. Like yeah, that they they didn't build they didn't build their own engine. The engine was pretty. I mean, it, they just made Horizon off of it. It was very well established. It was put together very well. They they literally just had to make it. It's not a big studio. So, and the reason why I'm saying that is because um, the reason why I'm saying that is because I don't. I think that it sold a pretty good amount. And because I don't think it cost that much to make, I think it was a success. Was it success on Sony's level? Maybe not. That that part may be true. But that's the I, thing is like they, they're looking at a at a different lens. I don't. Which I don't think they should be. If they uh, are. yes, but I I also feel like that insinuates that they're looking at it like whenever um, uh, Square thought that um, what game was it? Hitman failed. And, yeah. Oh shoot. And Hitman was like one of the best-selling games of that year. No, no. Square Enix they were not doing well with their decision making. Where right. the original, or not the original, but the first Tomb Raider reboot sold seven million yeah, copies, and they were like, that wasn't profitable. It's like, how the hell was that but game not? What profitable? the fuck did you do that that was not profitable? <laughs> and then but, yeah, Hit Hitman was one like one of if not the best game of that year, and then. Yeah. They they're like we don't want to do another one. It's like you guys are tone deaf, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's why I, th- whenever you're saying that, like, oh, they're looking at this just from like things not performing very well. It's not that bad. It is not a square bad. They're just, I'm sure that they're just like I said before. I think they just are trying to recoup what they lost over the um the COVID problems. But uh, it's whatever. Uh. Kojima working with Xbox would be awesome. I don't know what he would do, but uh, I was—I personally enjoyed Death Stranding quite a lot. So, uh, I mean, I have a tattoo—I have a tattoo of this man's work on my arm. So, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for whatever he does next. And he's been talking about horror games, so it's—it's. It's, yeah. It seems like it's gonna be something scary. Yeah, and I'd be down. I. I don't know. I I don't know if I want to go into what he thinks is horror. Yeah. So that's it's, scary. <laughs> definitely very disturbing. Yeah, especially with looking back on it, Death Stranding is pretty pretty scary with how accurate it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy told the future with Metal Gear Solid 2 and he told the future with Death Stranding. It's nuts. Yeah. I watched um, I watched a person play MGS five online and I mean on Twitch and my God, because I forgot that they. Oh, 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 
let's go into more of the crazy stuff that he got right. They go into quarantine on that game. Oh, yeah. There's that outbreak <laughs> on your ship. Right. Your, your cargo thing. I was like, holy shit. I I put in the Twitch chat. I was like, this is all too real right now. Way <laughs> too real. And uh, what, there was something else that happened there, too. Um, I mean, people couldn't talk because of languages and stuff, which is not that crazy. But people just couldn't talk to each other. Now, I don't know. The point was is that... <sighs> I was like, this guy knows way too much here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good game. Yeah. But... Moving past it. <laughs> okay. Last two things. Um, the the cons of Xbox. So, Dakota, I'm going to talk about the last one first because it's really short, and then the 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 first one that I'm highlighting. It's kind of going to be the whole point of the thing. So, <laughs> Luke, there's only two. I know what you're saying. <laughs> so, Game Pass on PC is kind of held back by how bad the Windows Store is. So Game Pass on PC, you have to download games from Windows Store. You can't download them from Steam, which if they go to, to Steam, that would be amazing. And I would I would use it a lot. But so Windows Store, what it does is is you don't have even the most basic of access to the game game files, right? You can't even like necessarily see where they're saved if you go to your file explorer. You can only uninstall from like the Windows Store app or your Xbox app. Now, the problem is there's this weird feature with Windows 10, and I forget what it's called, but basically you delete an app and it doesn't actually remove any of the files just in case you change your mind. Yeah. Um, now, this can cause issues where, like, you can turn it off, but I think, like, people have just run into where it still does the same thing. So let's say you download hundreds of gigs of Game Pass games and then this feature is not working quite right, so you delete them, and it, all that space on your hard drive is still taken up. And because Windows Store is so so limited, you like you literally have to like hack into your PC to see these files. There's nothing you can do about it. That there's just bloat on your hard drive that that was is never going to go away unless you like reinstall Windows. It pretty much works just like your phone, but yeah. Where like if you even if you delete an app on your phone, it still stores the basic data to in case you change your mind and download it again in the future. So that's honestly it's it's fairly concerning and I've been trying to dig in and, and look at like my temporary files and stuff and just make sure like I don't think I'm affect knock on wood, I'm not affected by this right now, but just trying to monitor like my temporary files and I'm a little more cautious now to to download on Windows Game Pass. I you know, I got like five five or so games um, mm. through Windows Game Pass, but I'm not going to go crazy on it just because of this. I mean, yeah, I I, I think the reason why I brought up the phone thing was because I do think that a lot of the, unfortunately, I think that the Windows Store is um, a product of Windows 8.1 where, like, they were still trying to make it appealing on a phone or on a tablet. And yeah. And because of that, like it still re- retains a lot of the features that you would have on a phone that you don't des- necessarily want on your actual computer. So it just I um for the good thing is that there are ways to get rid of it. I mean, it's not great, and sometimes it doesn't even work. But I don't know. There, I don't know. You can also always just add more storage. That's the other good thing. Potentially, assuming that you have the space for it. You can always add more storage. So that's one good thing. 
yeah. So but again, more more kind of fine-tuned technical stuff. The real con to Xbox at the the end of the day is as we talked about. I mean, we started off with the PlayStation exclusive games. We go into Xbox and talk about all these technical details that um I think are strong. I think like the, the, the console itself has so much strength in terms of you know your your flexibility, your different options. But in terms of exclusive games, like there's it's essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, Forza, you got Forza, and Let's, to be clear, I'm gonna like I'm not. Wait, is Forza out yet? No, and and it's not next gen exclusives. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I should say Xbox games are all on PC at this point, so we're not worried about that. And then, I mean, in terms of Series X exclusive. There is nothing Series X exclusive. No. I was even just thinking just overall Xbox exclusive. I mean, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like literally nothing. So you can download, what, Halo uh, Master Chief Collection, which that's really cool. Um, Halo 5, which got mixed reviews. You got your Gears 4 and 5. You've got your Forza's. Um... So yeah, that's your Xbox franchises, and they're all solid games, but but you also have the option of just playing those on a PC if you have a decent enough PC, or shit in some cases on the phone. But I think at this point we got to talk about PlayStation versus Xbox. We're talking about Xbox on console, PC, or phone. Like it's all it's all I. I don't think you can. They're not gonna. They're not gonna release a game that isn't on more than one thing from this point on. So it's all right. But but that and that's but that's why I started off this entire conversation by saying that Sony has the better console because Sony has a reason for you to buy them. If you have a decent PC or a decent phone, there's no reason to buy an Xbox. None. But you're but but you're still gonna get into the Xbox ecosystem. Well. I mean, yeah, but you kind. What do you mean by being because you are playing on a PC? You're on the you're in the ecosystem. Well, or you're inevitably. I mean, if you're an Xbox fan, even if you if you're an Xbox fan that's that's transitioning to PC like I did, like I mean, I would still ended up buying Halo Master Chief on PC, and I ended up buying Forza on PC. So at least right. It's, I mean, yeah, you're still in the ecos. I'm talking about just buying the console straight up. There's no real reason. If 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 you sat me down and if I sat down in front of a person that was like, I'm looking into buying either a PlayStation Five or a Series X, I would say, Do you have a PC? And if they said yes, and if I said, I would then say, Would you be willing to play? Like, are you capable of playing games on that? If they told me yes, I would say go with the PlayStation. And honestly, even if they told me no, I still think I would say go with the PlayStation because you can just get a PC and then play all those games on there. I I think we need to take PC out of the equation. I don't think that that's fair, but okay, I still think that... I still think that you have more options of playing... you You have more options with playing Xbox games other places than you do with the PlayStation. Because so I would okay. still recommend the PlayStation. Your average consumer, to, to, to make or to, to buy a PC that is going to like give you demonstra- demonstrable benefits 
at this point, it's going to cost at least fifteen hundred dollars. I'm. Uh, I oh yeah. So I, I don't the, like, think that we can count in the no the no, shortage. I, I think scalpers. even before shortage. I think that's even no. before shortage. No. Yeah, I could I could build you a a good enough PC to run any of those games on it for I would I would even say six hundred bucks. So it's a it's a three hundred dollars CPU. You're gonna no. have to spend a hundred bucks on a on a SS on an M.2 SSD, and that's only gonna get to. you five hundred gigs. I no, I have a I have a computer right here with a hundred and twenty gig M.2 in it, and that's but that an M.2 hundred twenty gigs. You can't put anything on that. You need at least five hundred. I well, yeah, but you can just do a five hundred hard drive and call it a day. I mean, they're not, or but even to, to just be comparable to be comparable to next gen. It, you cannot have it be on a physical drive. Well, a, okay, yeah, drive. but I, I'm not. I'm meaning like the game quality. I, I'm not meaning. Okay, I was next gen is times. next gen load times is part of is such a part of the equation that you. I don't think you can get a mechanical hard drive and consider that to be comparable. No, that's where the M.2 would come in. That's where you would just... I mean, how many games are going to be more than the 120? Dude! How many, how many games dude, are going to be more One than game just... is 50, 60 gigs! I mean, <laughs> and I you know have that. that. Yes, but that's why you just do what I do on this. We're getting into the very specific things here. One, I'm trying to save the money. Two, I also, I just put everything onto a hard drive and just move it over to that M.2 whenever I'm trying okay. to play it. Here's which is... Yeah. To be comparable, three hundred right. for the CPU. It's going to be honest. Looking at at motherboards, like in a perfect market, there probably would have been a one hundred and fifty motherboard. But these days, a decent motherboard is probably going to be two hundred. Hundred dollars for the SSD. Um, let's say sixty for the case. What are we at? Six six sixty. Um, Some would argue that you don't need the case, but. <laughs> uh, hundred bucks for RAM because new or new console sixteen gigs, new consoles are sixteen gigs. Yeah. So that's about hundred bucks, maybe eighty five. But I think those prices are going up. So let's say seven fifty. So seven fifty before a graphics card. Um, and then I would say, in in an MSRP world, what are we looking at? A five hundred dollar. No, thirty seventy is higher. So let's say a four hundred dollar, what thirty sixty oh. Ti or something. Okay, that, that you're, we're getting into something that we don't need to get to on this podcast. So even in a perfect world, I think you're approaching fifteen hundred for a comparable PC. So average Joe schmo or a kid in middle school, they're asking for a console. They're not asking for a fifteen hundred dollar PC. Or somebody that is you know is not rolling in dough is. They want to spend five hundred dollars on a console and to be done with it for seven years, not fifteen hundred on a PC. So that's kind of the perspective I'm looking at. Is is, but box and which the box, one, not looking at other anything else. Okay, so then which one would you recommend? It's that's that's tough. Like it's it's right now. If you had to pick right now, like PS Five, but Xbox give you all these options that in a year it may change. Uh, if Xbox had the games to compete, but then they right. have all this stuff on the on the architecture side that's better, um, they have the yeah. potential to move the needle. I mean, yeah, I think I think that the 
I think that the exclusives that Sony has will ultimately win out. Personally, I think I bet I think that that's something that they always will. I don't. I don't think that Microsoft, no matter what studio they buy, is going to have the first party appeal. Uh, nearly, pretty much, no matter what. And I think that's for sure going to be the case through 2021. But if if Sony keeps with this cocky attitude and they make some wrong decisions and some Xbox games can like big Xbox games can come out by 2022 by 2022, they might be able to push the needle, but yeah, I, 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 anything's possible. It's always possible. I, yeah, I, I hope so because with all of the strides that Microsoft makes, I want them to make a bigger comeback, but I feel like, Unfortunately, I feel like the market is like skewed into two sides where you have the side of first party games, like consoles with first party games are just that's what you buy the console for in Nintendo and Sony. And then you have just a third party killer that it where you get everything on there third party wise and in Microsoft with the Xbox, I mean. So, uh, and I just think that that's just the way they split. Because I can't tell you, I, I truly cannot think of like a single first party game that Microsoft has that is like people go out and buy it for that one game. Like they don't really do Halo anymore. Don't get me wrong, people will buy it for Halo Infinite. But if it if ever they comes out, the entire Xbox One generation, they did not have a game like that. Right. And th- that's what they got to change. Yeah. And then. That's yeah, because I mean now with Bethesda it helps, but even still, I I don't think that Fallout has the command they did. It, it, Elder Scrolls definitely does to an argument, but I also feel like the chances of them only launching um, Elder Scrolls Six on just the Xbox is slim. I don't think that happens. I think it comes to PlayStation, personally. And I would even be willing to bet that they may even try for the Switch. <laughs> what? Uh, not the Switch. They're not coming to You're, the Switch. Why not? They're Skyrim's not on it. Yeah, and it barely runs. So this is a next. So so if you so if I tell you that there's now a DLSS 4K upscaling Switch right there on the horizon, you're telling me that they're not going to try? I. You're I, crazy. You're crazy if you don't believe that. Okay, we're okay. This is well. I don't want to do a Cheez-Its bet because I've ate too many cheeses in my life. What should we bet on? Pizza bet. Dude, um, I I would bet my left lung. We're not betting lungs. <laughs> okay, uh, Basbo pizza bet. I am saying Elder Scrolls Six is exclusive to Xbox. Uh, oh, hold on. Now I didn't say that. That's not what I said. But wait, wait what did you say? I I'm saying I was talking about just the Switch. Where if and I said if they launch on other consoles they would try for the switch okay then i would i would i will if i lose i will buy you a basbo's pizza uh elder Scrolls 6 will not come to nintendo switch but that okay or the nintendo switch equivalent console at the time but but if but if it okay the reason why i'm hesitant to say that it will come on other ones for sure is because Phil Spencer kind of has been on the fence about that, where he's kind of said that it's not that it's not going to be exclusive, but then he's kind of said that it was going to be exclusive. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if if he changes, if he says it's not going to be exclusive on just the Xbox, 
it will come out on PlayStation and the Switch. If that happens, though. That's what I'm saying. So okay, this is like okay. an if then that. If, if Elder Scrolls 6 comes, comes out on more than one console, we'll yes. say more than one console, PC is not ex- included. If Elder Scrolls 6 comes out on more than one console, yes. I 100% bet that it will not come to the Nintendo console of the time. Okay. Switch or whatever that is. Switch Pro or whatever. Yeah, let me get Z-targeting stuff. Yeah, start a start a spreadsheet with that, <laughs> and then start a spreadsheet with our 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 slogans we wanted to use. Oh shit, dude. Okay, creating a shared folder. All right, yeah, cl- get us out of here. This is it, way too long of an <laughs> episode. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be a short one? They uh, tried to. I'm st- I was still trying to play a little bit tonight. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's our thoughts on next gen. Really, not necessary right now. Also, just buy a PC. Um, is my vote on it. Um, this has been Coda Call, Z Targeting's gaming podcast. I've been Luke. This has been Dakota. Follow at LukeDoll23, at FoxDie89 on the Twitters. Um, also on Twitch. Catch us when we stream. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, and Spotify. Um, we also have a tech podcast, CPU, computer podcast, utility which we do, unfortunately, less often than this. But check that out, too. Um, Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.